Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, when we talk about all things football on the pitch, off the pitch. Tiny bit upset. I got up at 5.45 a.m. She woke me up as well. I'm like all sleepy right now. I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up because we slept really late, uh, but... I felt like my body just woke me up because I got a bit nervous. So I woke up, watched England. So patriotic. Spain. Definitely. And I would do it for the men. So I want to be consistent too, right? Well, good for you. Good for you. Congra- well, first of all, congratulations, Spain. I have to say that first, of course. This you is cannot, their first World Cup final. You cannot win. compete with the Barcelona Feminini. It's Feminini, right? Femini. Femini. Okay. I think. Yes. Uh, they were definitely, they were just the better team, especially midfield. They... Out. I wonder if they also have La Masia. La Masia Femini. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably That's how they get all their players. Damn. They're, they're so good. Except, yeah, well, except the English players. There's two of them on the Barcelona. I actually don't know how many players on the on the Barcelona. Like, these teams are non-Spanish. But I, as I was watching the semi-final, like, when England won the semi-final against Australia 3-1, I was already very happy because, you know, this is their first time in a Women's World Cup final. It's their first time in a... World Cup final period for England since Linesses. 1966 when the men won the World Cup. and The men suck. Yeah, they really do. They really do. What yeah. I really wanted to highlight is kind of how the, the difference in... I'm not going to talk about the skill difference or competence between the men and a women's team, but what is clearly superior for the women's team is just their mentality and, the, sure. and the way yeah. they want to push, right? And I, I, yes... The coach has something to do with it for sure, but also the players, right? Because mm-hmm. they have the... I was telling you this, they kind of play like France in the men's World Cup because they may not be the best technically, but they always kind of find a way, even if they're not the better team on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And that's what they managed to do, especially against Nigeria, even maybe against yeah, Colombia. The reality is they're not as good as a lot of other teams out there. Like if you compare them to Spain or Germany or even Japan, these teams are a bit more developed. They have a little bit more, uh, like they've been working on this for a while. I think we, we tend to think, oh, this player plays for Manchester City and we think, oh, she must be great. But we don't know that, right? But Barcelona is a good team. It's a very, very good team. They dominate uh, women's soccer. So I think, it's just, I think it's a good result. And with that coach, so I was looking at her uh, winning result. I think this is, a, as I said before, first loss ever. Like in a competitive, yeah, not in uh, a, excluding friendlies. Yeah, in a competitive game, it's the, it's her first loss with uh, with the England team. Look at this, win, 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 draw, draw, win. It's mostly wins with like I don't know how many draws. Yeah, it's like a couple draws here and there. Yeah, four, four or five draws, one loss in a friendly, and the rest of it is wins. Most of them, uh, one defeat in thirty-seven games, as we said in a friendly. It's ridiculous. Honestly, can we just fire Southgate and bring this the, the, this woman? She's fantastic. She So, yeah, she's coached at four major tournaments and reached the finals all four times. Isn't that insane? Oh, so, 2017, 2021 Euros, 2019, runner-up, 2023 World Cup. It must be, it must be hard. That is... Consecutive right, runner-up with different teams. But it is a 50% success rate in the final. So, it's not terrible, right? Where's the 50%? She won two Euros. Oh, with England. No, I'm with Netherlands. So she. So no, she, no, no. But I'm saying if we just look at the World Cup, <laughs> she must be feeling like Oh, right. Like yeah, shit. yeah. That's right. true. She lost both World Cup 2019, finals. I lose the World Cup final with the different team. And now I lose. I mean. She's uh, the first coach to reach the World Cup final with two different teams, though. I think we don't talk enough about how being second is not a bad. Uh, like, it's not a bad outcome, right? If I'm second my whole life, that's not bad. Don't you think? 
a lot of people would disagree. That's that's a hot take. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a real. I hot think take. I think we we we're overlooking how really good to be a runner-up if you are in a runner-up in a consistent manner. Yeah, but you also think I was so close, but I never win. Yeah, but just looking at this glass half uh, half empty, right? Look at it half full. I'm runner-up. I'm like, this is well, a I massive know, I mean, achievement. I agree to an extent. Like how I was saying, I think the silver medal should also have a celebration. People are going to think I have no ambition. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but then th- that's a slippery slope. Where do you draw the line? What about third? Huh? What about third? A third is fine, but I'm just saying the, the top three, right? Like it's, and especially second, because you are fighting the final. So second is kind of like its own category. Right? If, I come, if I come second every single year, I must be doing something right, but maybe I am unlucky. I think it's more going to be like, oh, I'm unlucky because I can't, because I can't like basically breach that final game. But I, I, my point is they should be very happy, right? If you're not a team that wins constantly, if you're not a Brazil, uh, men's Brazil or men's Germany or women's Germany that consistently wins, then it's fine, right? It's like, this is a massive, ch- and I think they're happy. Obviously, they, 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 they are secretly happy because it's a massive it's achievement. It's an incredible achievement. Yeah, and you can look at like they're smiling. The goalie. The goalie is the best. Yes. So Mary Earps, I believe it's Earps. Uh, she won the, I guess, the best, the golden glove. Is that is that the, also the women's mm-hmm, version? Mm-hmm. And the, the funniest part was when she saved the penalty uh, from uh, Spain she basically said, fuck off, and it became a huge meme. I mean, she has some great energy, this Mary. Uh, but she, yeah, well-deserved. She had an amazing performance. It would have been, Spain would have scored a lot more if it, if it weren't for her. Uh, but, you know, England defensively was never a huge issue. I think it was always just, uh, you know, midfield, I think, really lacked. And, you know, like, they subbed Lauren James uh, in. She couldn't even do anything, so... It's okay. I, I didn't watch on this question. I couldn't wake up. I, by, by the time I woke up, it was uh, 99 minute, and it was already like a done no, deal, basically. I th- I'm still very happy. I think they have a lot of potential, and especially, like you said, given the league of where the English league is mm-hmm, at, this mm-hmm. is already a huge overperformance. Not There's only two players or a couple that don't play for an English team, uh, and that's the two who play for Barcelona. Yeah. Kira Walsh and Bronze. Lucy I, I, th- I think arguably probably Barcelona is the best uh, team in Europe uh, in, in women's football. Maybe save Lyon. Yeah, but uh, Lyon has not been really... As good yeah, recently? As recently, yeah. Even so PSG I think, and stuff are catching up a bit in France? Yeah, maybe? I think so. I think okay. so. So I think it, it's it's a... Uh, like after being trashed by Japan 4-0, they managed to win the... The World Cup. That's so it makes true. Me, makes me feel better about the Morocco's loss to and France. Anything years. to make you feel better about Morocco. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. But I actually, I don't know how I feel about the FA just immediately coming out saying, you know, if and when Southgate leaves, she should have the job. They said that. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it they just actually said no, that. No, they said it. Good for her. I mean, it wasn't so direct, but it, they definitely said it. Like, you know, she should like. Do you know what they should do? They should get Pep. Pep should just retire. But from you see, this is my problem. I don't. Th- first of all, it just felt like a very. It was very controversial. There were a lot of people, you know, piling up. Why can't Why can't Hervé Renard coach uh, men and women's? And she they can. said the same thing about Phil Neville. So the coach before Wigman was uh, a male, uh, but he had no he had no prior experience coaching a women's team, and people had a lot of problem with that because he Wait, came, was he successful? Not not as successful as her. Yeah. She, I mean, it wasn't great. And but was he successful as a men's coach? Not hugely okay. successful. Okay, well then, then honestly, I think Hervé Renard just 
he just helped us prove that it's possible because he was successful with a lot of national teams for men and with this French team he wasn't that bad because at the end of the day they lost in penalties and those penalties were crazy but then again also like women's team has definitely gotten way better yeah. but is it on par with men yet that's still not I mean maybe if right? you're if you're uh, coaching the best team or the best one of the best national teams in the world for women then yeah maybe it's it's very close yeah, I mean, I, I just think it was a it was a strange thing to say at the time. I just felt like it just because it, it just felt like they're trying to be woke. They were virtual signaling. Yeah, you know. Because I think the thing is, why would you get someone who's not even British? So if you're gonna get someone who's not even British, maybe just go for Pep or someone like that. No disrespect to this Serena. I think she's probably good. Well, but that's what I'm saying. If she were British, yes, you could make an argument that you should get her. That's why people are like, it, I'd, we'd rather someone even like Emma Hayes, who's the Chelsea coach. So she... I don't know her. So she's she's the coach of the Chelsea women's team. She, she must be okay. She's not great. No, like, but, but, not, like, but doing, before her... Chelsea keeps oh, winning the league, though. That's true. Yeah, but it's so, a sucky league. They should get Pep, one of these amazing coaches. and. But and it also kind of takes away from the women's achievement a little bit. Because it's like, oh, like... what. Why do we now have to say she should be leveling up and coaching the men's team now? Because you achieved something. No, 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 no. It's not. I didn't look at it as leveling up. I just looked at it as Southgate sucks and maybe she could do a better job. No, no. That's I, how I, I, I actually, I actually believe she probably would do a better because job. Because I do think Southgate. Southgate is not to the. He doesn't, in my very humble opinion, he doesn't deserve to coach the team that good. And he hasn't done anything with it. It it is so true. He's just using all of the. He's basically relying on Pep making players better (laughs) and him not doing anything. No, it is true. And he, he he plays favorites too much. I think he doesn't have a strong enough presence. I'm not even... We don't even need to talk about whether he's good enough tactically. Ugh, dude, I think Waleed Regragi is better. Oh, for sure. I'm if, if the British team gets Waleed Regragi, they will be like doing marvelous things. You really need to be a strong voice, a strong presence in the locker room. Yeah. He's really weak. And I don't think that that's good. And I, like, this show so much better. I, like, anyways, like I've, I have strong opinions about Southgates, and we've talked about it for a while. She's an amazing coach. Good for her, the Serena. I'm honestly impressive record. I don't, I can't recall any other men's uh, coach that has a record like this. I swear, I know it really is. I can't think of any. Right, I can only think of uh, Pep and all of those guys with like teams, not with like national teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with clubs, to be exact. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations, Spain. It was, you know, a really good performance by them. And the England team should be very proud of themselves as well. Woohoo! Woohoo! Let's talk about Barcelona. Oh, my God. Uh, That game was frustrating against Getafe. A horrible start of the year for Barcelona. A game with two red cards. Um, Three, including Xavi. Oh, that's true. I forgot about Xavi completely. Well, he was useless, but fine. They were so bad. They also... What's bad about them specifically, apart from the fact that they didn't play well, is that they couldn't handle the pressure. So, Getafe's play was, like, very defensive. And the moment they saw it, they're just, like, very defensive with Barcelona. And I think they wanted to get on their nerves. And Barcelona, who's supposed to be professional, I think we keep coming to this point that they're not as professional as they should be. They just let it get to them. Lewandowski didn't. Lewandowski was very good. He was from the start. The, this guy Suarez, or I don't know what was his name. He was bothering him nonstop, and the referee obviously made it worse. And we're gonna talk about it. But Rafinha, being such a professional player that he is, he just he basically hits the guy. Literally, he hits the guy with his uh, elbow, which is a deserved red card. Deserved red card, one hundred percent, and fucks up the team early in the like I think mid. 
uh, first half. I honestly really don't like uh, Rafinha. I wish it would like Dembele left instead of Rafinha. Uh, Rafinha left, I'm sorry, instead of Dembele. It was it was really not a good game. Lewandowski, why isn't he subbed off? Yeah, I swear. I like I I'm keep saying. I'm extremely. Fr- I think everyone. I when I when I go on Twitter, everyone's so frustrated. Ansu Fati and Ferran Torres. You should be starting them. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't have a problem with Ansu Fati because he's bad, but he tries. He keeps trying. He keeps trying. He keeps trying. He keeps trying. Lewandowski. Every time he gets the ball in the box, he loses it. I I don't know. Like he doesn't defend that much. He's he's not great. He's just not great. Gundo is really okay. Not great. Abde. He needs to think a little bit more about what to, what to do because his, he has a problem with decision making. He runs, 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 but doesn't know what to do. So, j- dude, you gotta know what you, what you what you need to do. This is your chance. If he's looking to shine at Barcelona, Rafinha's out for a few games. Uh, Dembele left, so they need someone. So Abde, this is his chance. Abde and Yamal did make a difference though when they came on. In yeah, the no, no, I think he's they, good. They weren't. They weren't very precise they definitely made a lot of mistakes especially Abde but they still at least made a difference yeah no for sure for sure I, I think Abde this is his chance to shine Barcelona doesn't have anyone great they definitely don't have a, a right back so that's also a problem I it does it doesn't look like a great team but then again it's very hard to judge just based on this game uh the 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 referee this guy named Cesar Soto Grado oh, was Jesus. was was horrible right in in the additional minutes Barcelona were denied the penalty because uh, uh, after the ref reviewed the VAR super quickly, he said that there was handball before by Gavi. Uh, clearly looked like a potential, an intentional handball from a close range. The guy couldn't do anything. It was an obvious penalty, but he didn't give it, which is very weird. After fucking up the whole game by not like giving any yellow cards at the beginning for the Getafe players to tell them to cool down. Because when you don't give them yellow cards at the beginning, you just emboldened them. But, you just but, like but tell that, them, that, keep doing. But that Gavi handball decision was... M- one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. So, Do you live on a different planet? I don't understand. Like, maybe we look at things differently. Like, also, th- th- there's no way. There's no way that that's not a penalty. Also, it's like, if you don't want to give the penalty, just say no penalty. Don't say, oh, because it was a Gabby handball. Like, it was just kind of strange. No, I think the problem is there were two, even before the handball, they, he like, he grabbed him by the shirt. Right, and then after the handball, right, right. they were like uh, Araujo. It felt like, he ex- hit, it felt like an excuse. Yeah, he hit Araujo or something like that. I, I, I looked at the grabbing more than I looked at the Araujo kick. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I just don't, don't understand this. So the technical committee for referees in Spain, CTA, have admitted that Barcelona were wrongly denied the penalty against Getafe last Sunday. And basically, the CTA is the committee that's responsible for selecting referees that will offici- officiate weekly games. The the guy uh, Soro Grado and his team were or have been dropped from the fixture this week. I, I don't really like. It doesn't seem like a really that's a big. Gr- that's a huge punishment. Yeah, a huge punishment. So I don't really <laughs> understand that either. And it, like these things keep ha- happening in La Liga, which is very weird. I feel like in in the Premier League, this doesn't happen as often. So. Um, even though something similar happened in uh, in the Premier League last week, uh, or maybe this week, I don't remember, the game, Man United versus Wolves, uh, uh, the match officials who failed to award Wolves a stoppage time penalty uh, against Man U. That was and, a penalty. Yeah, and they have been punished by not being selected this week again. So Howard Webb, the referee's chief, apologized for the error. So at least that was a clear apology. The Spain one, I don't think there was an apology. It's just... It's on, I, I hate blaming the ref because Barcelona was bad, and I don't think that penalty would have changed much anyways. It's the beginning of the first the first game of the season, but I just think it's ridiculous. No, it it is. It's so blatant. Like the Onana one too. Like it was so like like 
You can't do that. He literally jumped, collided like right into that into the into the player. And I really don't know what that guy was smoking. Like I think when I saw that game, I just thought of the Barcelona ref too because it, it was right it was mm-hmm, one day mm-hmm, apart, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those outrageous there's it's one thing where we get upset when our team doesn't get a penalty when it's kind of deserved, but sometimes it's just so in your I, face you just Exactly. Cannot. I honestly don't even care because it doesn't make a difference, right? Yeah, they won one zero against Getafe. It's like your Yoo-hoo. sense of righteousness comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's I'm like, like just it why are you not doing this? Why are you not giving them a penalty? It's clear. But honestly it doesn't happen that often in the Premier Premier League, they check every single goal. It's not a goal. I'm fine with it not being a goal. If it's clear offside, right? And I think Overall, and maybe we've talked about this in the past, VAR has been good. I think he has been a net positive overall. It's just that these people, it's two things. When when you decide to look at VAR or not look at it, that's the problem. You should always look at it consistently. And the second thing, which is even more outrageous, when everyone can tell that it's a penalty and you're like, no, it's not. Right, exactly. And especially these handball rules. Like this one is like the Gabi thing. The handball is like really like this. I'm not even sure it was a handball, but it was stuck to his fucking like... Chest? Chest or whatever it is. And they still didn't give it to him. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't really understand. Like, I'm not going to go to say that the guy has an agenda because I really don't think that someone would just have an agenda. I, I assume that people don't. But maybe he does have an agenda against Barcelona or he just doesn't care. or he. Just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. No, it is. Because sometimes like this, it, it fuels those conspiracy theories. Because as a even as an objective person, you would try to think, well, how could it be that we from just through a TV screen is looking at this saying there's no way that's not a penalty. But for some reason, you right there watching VAR 10,000 times you- and you couldn't come up with the, the decision that 95% of the people would agree That's with, true. right? Do, do you know what, what decision they never actually disagree with is the, the, var, the, the offside. Offside, you never... Almost, yeah. If they look at the VAR, everyone's going to agree that it's offside. <laughs> at least you have that. But that's more objective, right? Because you just draw the line. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Then, and it's more it's more mathematical. Uh, this handball thing is just is just ridiculous, I think. Xavi was really angry in the post-match Xavi, conference. just focus on your team. You suck. He's you, like, the ref should be reviewed. And he even went on about La Liga. He's like, the product that La Liga is selling is a shame and people don't want to consume it. Actually, I disagree. I thought it was highly entertaining. It was. I didn't want to consume it because it was about footballistically. Yes, it was terrible. But No, but I think he always used excuses. I, I honestly, so far... I'm going to be very honest. I don't think Xavi's a great coach. He has not been a great coach. He does have a lot of excuses. Yeah, he always has excuses. He needs to learn how to not have excuses. Regardless of that, regardless of the red cards, regardless of the penalty, I do think Barcelona has a really bad offensive problem. Mm, Like, mm -hmm. Pedri Pedri is so important, and so is De Jong, because he also tracks back. He defends a lot, right? But other than that, they really suck. They, this they this Romeo dude, I think he he gave some f- good passes. You I think know? I think his his advantage is very physical. They need yes, someone who's physical. That's true, but he's just not a good pivot. You can compare because he plays kind of a pivot role like mm, De Jong mm, a bit because mm-hmm. he, they defend a bit and then they run forwards. He and he doesn't know how to create chances. Like, chances he yeah. has some good pass, but then again, I just like when you contrast him to De Jong, I just Why feel like they should have gotten Amrabat. Like Amrabat would have been amazing. Like you want someone physical and someone who can create chances. Look at the chances that Amrabat created in the World Cup. It's it's really good. I don't no, know why true, they didn't do true, that. it's true. Because they are missing a pivot. And, and even, they can't score. Like, who's going to score? Right. And then the front four. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's a huge offensive problem. Like, Rafinha. Yeah, we can forget about him. Lewandowski and the wingers. I just... I don't know how to... And Gabi. I have decreasing confidence in him as well. Honestly, the wingers, they if they give Ferran a chance and if they give uh, Abde a chance, they could they could do stuff because Ferran always tries. Like and he doesn't have the attitude. 
Like yes, he misses a lot and all that stuff when he scores, but the the but he he's always trying. Rafinha is he has a fucking attitude. Every time he gets subbed at 75 minutes, 80 minutes, he has an attitude. Dude, you're not that good to have that attitude. Period. When you get that good, when you're amazing, then you can have that attitude. Even when we look at Dembele's numbers, who like they thought was amazing, they're not great. Like Barcelona does not have a great team offensively. Yeah. Like if you compare Lewandowski to that guy closer who was in Germany ages ago, he used to score nonstop. Lewandowski, since the World Cup, he has been shit. Oh, come on, it's too long of a period for you to be shit. People, people, especially also Barcelona fans, though they they kind of give him a break. They, no, they no, no, I think people, no, but I think people are really upset right now because especially when he wasn't subbed, they're like, "Why are you not subbing this guy off?" Like, he's I don't think he should door. start. Yeah, I don't think he should start. Just give fucking Ansufari a chance. Like, what are we gonna lose? It's not like Ansufari can be any any worse than no, it is true. Th- than Lewandowski, Lewandowski right? adds nothing. The other Madrid game. So it was against Almeria, who scored first in the yeah. very beginning. But it ended up being 3-1. Bellingham is on fire. I am so happy for him. He scores twice, gets one assist. He already seems to be slotting into that team so seamlessly. He's great chemistry with the team, especially the younger players, which is really important, like Vinny, Chalmany, Kamavinga. Uh, Tony Cruz gave him a great assist as well. I am so happy for him. I really hope he continues best, like this. Best deal of the... Worth of the, every penny so yeah. far, right? Not just too sure about Madrid's defense again. It's always the same case, yeah. Their, their defense, their yeah, defense yeah. is not like Lunin. Uh, even Lunin, their second goal, they, he had to make a couple saves. We we'll see what happens when Kepa is gonna start. You know, over Lunin. I don't think it's gonna be a huge difference because this Lunin guy, honestly, he was better than I expected. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, you, you, you need to wait for him to get to the important games. This is not an important. That's game. true. That's true. Now we're pivoting back to the Premier League. Man City, Newcastle. I think it was probably the fixture of the week or one of the few fixtures of the, the week to watch. More like the boring fixture of the week. I have to admit, it was a bit boring. <laughs> so fucking boring. 1-0. The scoreline kind of reflects the entertainment value of the game. Yeah, it, was, it was really bad. I, Poor performance. I, I was expecting so much more from Newcastle. And I was expecting less from City. They just... So, really quickly now, I'm just going to talk about the city uh you know versus Sevilla game when they beat them you know for the super cup and and his series scores is he the best header scorer in the world 100%. can we have this conversation because 100%. i think we should right yeah he's 100 percent. he could have won the game if he could also score with his feet i know pretty much right but come on like you guys like they're giving him such a hard time for i think he missed one chance not two uh, right just one or, or two he's, he missed a couple yeah Oh, uh, man, he's so he's so depressed right now. I swear, but but then it, again, they wouldn't even have a goal if you right. No, Sevilla gave it. They put up a really good fight. They always we, good in these kinds of competition finals. Problem is, the president came out saying that in Syria missed a lot. Oh, yeah. Shoot. So now he feels like shit, and uh, everyone's nah, saying, nah, nah. you see, that's not a cool move." Yeah. As the president, you shouldn't come out and blame a single player for something like that, yeah. right? So he didn't blame him, but he just said in the series he missed uh, a lot of chances. Nah, that's not. That's why you saw him at the end of the, of the game, all like, uh, like not happy and all that stuff. Bono had a great game. It was <laughs> so a good, good way to end so his good. career at yeah. Sevilla. He made six very important saves. Wow. So honestly. The problems that happened during this game were kind of similar to the ones that happened 
in the Man City Newcastle game, except for Foden, I would say, because mm-hmm. Foden really excelled. But uh, but in the, the Sevilla game, he he was just meh. Because I was so worried about midfield without Gundogan, KDB, who is out for you know the rest of the yeah the year, not the season, but at least a year, four or five months. Because there's no creativity, there's no key playmaker, and they're really weak on that right-hand side with Kyle Walker. Like, Kyle Walker can really defend. He's fast. But offensively, I don't think yeah, he's, he's th- th- always think, that good. I think that's the problem. So, the, looking at this Manchester versus Newcastle game, you can see that City is really strong defensively. It looked really solid. Uh, I think that's why Newcastle couldn't do anything. I didn't. We didn't look at... Isaac was nowhere. He didn't do anything. Most of the wingers They had as well. one shot on target yeah. and 0.28 XG. Mm-hmm. For a team like Newcastle, especially on such a high where they'd be Aston Villa 5-1 mm-hmm. in, the pre- in the first week, they just, wasn't, they just weren't that good. I think it's two things. I think it's because City dominates possession so you can barely get the ball, right? Because that's, that's how they play. And the second thing is that because... Is uh, their defense? City's defense is so good. Guardiola was oh, Guardiola fantastic. Was so impressive. Yeah, so good. Walker and DS. When you have these three players in the back, like, come on, like, how are you going to be able to score? They didn't even play with John Stones. Yeah, like, it's it's that's what I'm saying. John, can you just give City give John Stones or like uh, Ruben Diaz to Barcelona, please? Just one of them. Like, <laughs> you have way too let, many. They would never let go of those two players. Yeah, you, you guys have way too many good players. Kovacic is okay so far. I'm Kovacic, not, honestly, not bad. I'm not I, impressed, I, No, no, man. he's okay. I'm more impressed by Guardiola, especially because he also even has an offensive quality that I wasn't expecting. Guardiola. Uh, Guardiola, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, does, he creates he does, a lot sure. of chances. But then again, he was embarrassed by Enesiri. Good for Enesiri. Oh, embarrassing, embarrassing everyone. Everyone's talking about, oh my God, this guy cost so much money and look at what Enesiri no, no, did no, to no. them. I, that was his debut. Let's, let's, let's give him a butt. I mean, uh, Messi did the same thing to him in the, in the World Cup. I don't know if he No, won. but Guardiola, he's young and I think he has potential. He just needs the right kind of manager he needs to be able to play and, and just develop in a, in a positive way instead of regressing, right? But I have to highlight Foden, man of the match. He created seven chances, which is more than any uh, Premier League game that he's played. I'm not, I wasn't that impressed. I think he was good, but he just because the whole offensive side looked very weak. That's why Foden that's, looked that, great. That's what I'm saying. The only po- That's why I told you you're going to struggle to score. The only positive thing that I could take from was just a bit of a Phil, what Phil Foden, Phil Foden did. Because Holland couldn't really finish at all. Grealish is so overrated recently. Super overrated. But I, honestly, I think that Holland couldn't finish because let's give a shout out to Newcastle's defense. They're really good. Yeah, defensively. At the end, well. they always manage to stop the ball or the passes right at the end. They are so good defensively. And you can tell. I think their problem was that Almiron sucks. Every time Amiron went for a run, you didn't know what he was going to do. That's right? true. And he was also stopped by Gvardiola. I think it was that, it was that part where Gvardiola was, was defending. So, or Kyle Walker, I don't remember. So when you have Kyle Walker and Gvardiola at, on, the, on those sides, like, what are you going to do? It's very, very hard. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're, you're right in the sense of maybe they won't score any, any, as many goals. But I think the problem is not because of Holland. It's no, no, because it's, mi- it's it's a midfield, the but lack of creativity that's not coming from the That's the true, but I also think that because Alvarez is so good that these kicks from outside the box, and that's how they were able to manage, uh, uh-huh. that, that's how they managed to win it this game. It wasn't that far out. No, no, but it's just like a little bit. If you just give him a bit of space, uh-huh. Alvarez could score. Right. I think he's really good. I think that's no, no, no. that's something that they could capitalize on. And that's what's going to, yeah, Alvarez being able to score from outside the box, because I don't think they're going to be able to easily penetrate but these kicks, even with the, with the, I think at the end of the day, I think Alvarez is a massive, massive buy for them. That guy was, was, yeah. 
he's so good in my opinion and i think he's gonna get way more play time this this year i think so he's gonna get because he usually doesn't start i'm not even impressed by foden to be completely fair i think foden is average i think he's mm. he's he's he has He's a little bit overrated. Holland, Holland lets him down. No, I'm sorry. I think Grealish is more overrated than Foden. No, no, that's for sure, right? Grealish is more overrated than Foden, but like, I, I think Alvarez is way more. To I, I am worried about their midfield. Though. Mm. And, it and, is a problem. And, and if you look, like I think last game, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Holland was super frustrated because he couldn't get the ball. Like he would like run and nobody would pass to him. Like as you said, there is no creativity anymore. He had six anymore. touches. Yeah. It's it, it is sad. Uh, even last season, sometimes with De Bruyne, with Gundogan, you already felt like sometimes they were lacking creativity. Now you don't have either of them. It doesn't seem like the Lucas pa- the Lucas Paqueta deal fell through because maybe his betting problems or whatever it is. And it, I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to sign another midfielder. So they they uh, at the end of the day, I think they need to figure something out because they they are they they don't look great to me so far. Then again, maybe we can switch to other teams in the Premier League or other games. They don't have great competition. I think they're, so far, Newcastle is the best team I've seen. Uh, Liverpool is average, in, in my very humble opinion. So maybe we could talk about Liverpool Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth? Sure. Bournemouth? <laughs> this is the one you struggle with, right? Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. So Liverpool, not good. Just based on the two games I've watched, uh, the first game uh, versus Chelsea, Chelsea, which was a draw, Chelsea dominated. Oh, they but the second half, especially second half. the second half. They yes. were amazing. They were so good. And this game against Bournemouth, they were like I think it's it wasn't great. It's very different from the previous year. Last year they were defensively bad. I think this year they're just not lethal. Can, can we just please talk about why is it that Liverpool always has a midfield problem? Yeah, exactly. They still have a midfield problem. I mean, this guy, what is his name? Soboslai, Soboslai, McAllister, Gakpo is not a good midfield. At the end of the day, it's really not a good thing. You could tell. What a fall from grace. I feel like you. we complained about their aging midfield and they got rid of some of yeah, those players. Henderson, Milner. Yeah, now they have sucky midfield. Well, yeah, because now it's like... It's no, even, Thiago was good. Thiago, Thiago was, yeah. I think he's injured. But, but, but now they suck even more because their front line, yes, Salah is still pretty, you know, but, but the front line is not as strong as it used to be. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Jota and Diaz are not as good as they used to be either. Right. And so because, and this is the thing, right? Their front line is not as strong as a f- and offensive as it used to be. And they also need their midfielders to be a lot more defensive. Mm-hmm. And their defenders to be a lot stronger because you're not attacking all the time. And I don't think McAllister can be the only one who yeah, fills that role. Yeah, it's not. not his strength. He can't yeah. defend that well. And Hota, as a false nine, I don't think it works. I just think they consistently have this problem that, I don't know, maybe Klopp is out of ideas to deal with it. I don't but know. He needs to get someone better in midfield. I, in, in they my signed opinion. this Endo guy, which I can't say anything about him. He plays in the German league, I believe, but in a bottom. But the, the point is, they instead of going for players that are already like a proven commodity, they go for someone because maybe they don't want to spend the money. They go for someone who is not that expensive, who is someone like cheap, and they're like, okay, maybe we're gonna take a gamble on it, and it will work. But that's, that's how not, it works for them. For most like, but that's, that wasn't the problem. They did bid for Caicedo. He just didn't go. No, no, no. But even this guy that they brought, like this, this, endo? this endo guy, we don't know if he's amazing, right? He's the captain of the Japan, Japanese team. I don't know. And his own team, his club team. So he has. What was his club team? It's in a German team. It's towards the bottom. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but seriously. But he has a lot of experience. You no, know it's fine if he has a lot of experience, but I'm just saying he's not... Like, like you, you're looking at caliber, right? 
all their players, like Van Dijk and a lot of these players, when they bought them, they weren't amazing. That's how Liverpool became so successful. They bought these players that were not amazing, but turned out to be fantastic. Yeah. So instead yeah. of going and buying someone who's really good, there's not just, is Caicedo the only one out there, right? I don't want to go uh, back to Amrabat, but there's other players. Just go buy other players. Why do you have to bid for the same Caicedo or the same person that there's no other player like Caicedo out there that's really good? I, I really, I would find it very no, hard I to No, I doubt believe. that too. I doubt that too. I think they, they're not doing their research well. The, the 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 management I think is has been really poor. First of all, you should be able to know whether a player is going to want to join your club or not before you make such a huge bid. If you had an inkling that Caicedo is really set on Chelsea, remember when he joined Chelsea, he had a picture of him and his mom. He was wearing oh, a Chelsea yeah. shirt like years ago. Like, dude, you should know that because if you're gonna bid that much Why money, did he not want to join? I, I'm not sure. I think there is some history there, and also I, I have no to me, idea. It's dumb. I would go to Liverpool versus Chelsea. No, I agree, but but, then, but still, like, what do th- I know? they should have known that, and it is embarrassing for Liverpool. Like, yeah. that, that's an embarrassment because you bid so you bid so much money, and it's happening consistently, right? Okay, why didn't they get Jude? Okay, same thing again. Yeah. Bellingham wanted to go to Madrid. Yeah. He had the whole. No, no, there, there, there is a problem there. Come on, Madrid paid. Less for Jude than for this guy. Mason Mount is a little harder to to tell because because you know he's they dodge a bullet. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. That's why. true. That's true. Like. But I, I feel like look at Madrid. They call Jude. Jude is the best. In my opinion, he's the best deal out of all these. Uh, uh, in yeah. during this Mercado, he's 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 he has been fantastic. So why couldn't they get someone like him? They don't have the money to pay. Obviously, they do because they were going to pay more for Caicedo than for yeah. Jude. Yeah. Right. So you can't tell me that there's no other good one out there. And, and this guy, Sobo Sly, I mean, maybe I don't know him, but he's not like this crazy... I have no idea. Even I think Klopp is out of ideas. I, I, I agree. And it's a, in my opinion, it's a harder problem to have when you have a really, really problematic midfield than a problem like when you can't have someone who finishes. Because Chelsea's problem is that they're missing that clinical like, striker. But they're going right? to get better. But I think they, they will be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. But if your midfield sucks, that's a harder problem to solve. But how, And what are you going to do if Salah leaves? If Salah leaves tomorrow... Which is then, very likely considering yeah, then, all the Saudi leagues fucked. that are trying you're to fucked. poach all the Muslim players and the Arab players. Yeah, on, Salah does still contribute a lot. The, one of the reasons why he doesn't contribute more is just because the midfield is lacking. Yeah, you can't compare... The, like. Uh, this Salah, who was, who was playing in the front? Salah and Jota and Diaz yes. to Firmino and Mane. It was a clinical team before. Yeah. Like the, the front three, they were amazing. I'm sorry. I feel like we're not at the same level. You can tell that they're slower. Like Liverpool has a specific wave play. Super mm-hmm. fast. Boom, 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 boom. Like you can tell that it's different. It's not as good this year. Like the quality went down. No, for sure. I, I, I don't know what's... And I, you can tell the cop is very frustrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I, feel, I really feel bad. I really like him as manager. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. And as much as I love Shane on Chelsea, they have been better, right? Like you Enzo can so is impressing yeah, me. Yeah, me too, honestly. I, as much as I don't... No, no, maybe he was worth the money. Now that they've spent this much no, money no, on I, this I, case, I, though. I, I don't think he's worth the money yet. Yeah, but like they spent so much money on this case. My point is, if you spend this much money on Enzo, how much money would you spend on Frankie de Jong? That's my point. Like, or even s- Bitoma, who came yeah. from the same team from uh, with uh, Casado. Ken- yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just. Anyways, I, I I agree with you. Enzo has been really good. Like, I think overall the team, obviously, as we said, Modric was a flop, and he has not been starting even. So overall, I think they have a better team, a really young team, and. I, I kind of like this strategy because uh, buying players that are super young 
you can amortize that cost for multiple years because they do eight years and also you don't have to pay them shit lot of money so i think the only players now that are getting paid so much money is sterling and some other guy and they're gonna do something about that i feel like sterling they're gonna kick him out very soon oh god sterling sterling is so frustrating but to the, watch. the future looks bright in my opinion for uh for chelsea chelsea yeah so speaking of bright brighton <laughs> yes what a great transition uh-huh. oh good for you well brighton crushed Wolves 4-1. Mitoma's so good. This The, the Enciso guy. I, I, I really like Enciso. Right? I so really we, like I we both remember him from when he started the first time in that game yeah. when he scored. Oh my god, that was such a nice goal. Yeah, Marsh is also a very, very good player. Oh yes, very happy. All, all young, talented team. So uh, I was looking at how much money they made, which is quite impressive from selling a lot of their players. So they made from Chelsea... 225 million pounds. Brighton made only from Chelsea. So it starts with uh, Mark Cucurella in August 22, 63 million pounds. Then Grandpa and his staff, September 22. Yeah, 22 million pounds. And then Robert Chances, the goalie, because they also got him. It seems like they just would like to shop there, basically. Mm -hmm. August 23, 25 million pounds. And then uh, the biggest one of all, Caicedo, August 23, 115 million pounds. A duo we didn't think we needed because Chelsea and Brighton. Just, I don't know, just like they like doing business with them. So the Amex Stadium cost 93 million pounds to build, plus a training complex nearby 20 million. So this already paid by just Caicedo. (laughs) Just Caicedo paid for the stadium. Thank you very much, Caicedo. (laughs) They also made, overall, if you look at the last two seasons, 360 million pounds uh, from the sales of player. Uh, you don't remember. Ben White, uh, McAllister, ah, okay. Trossar as well. Yeah, right, right. But, uh, but that's actually interesting because they, they run like, now it makes me feel like they, they're run like a business. Exactly. So what they do, they get players that are young. So the average of uh-huh. players that they get are 23, 24. And so they can manage to sell them for a lot of money. But just for this, they should be thanking Deserby. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they made they, they, they made 360 million from selling the players and they spent I think 199 uh, million pounds. So overall 164 million profit, not too shabby. Uh, most of it I think or a decent part of it will also go to the owner Tony Bloom who invested 400 million pounds from his personal wealth since taking over. So good for him if I mean he clearly is managing the club really well, really good business. They're, they seem to be playing fantastically and at the same time making money. What a great combination. Yes, they don't have titles, but they're going there. I think they're getting, I mean, I think they will have a good run at the Europa League. They're going to give it their best shot. I don't want to say that they're going to get to the final or anything. They but lack experience. That's, yeah, why, that's exactly. why I think it might be hard for them to, uh, to win. But you need to fucking build that experience. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. When's the first year you're going to get there? Uh, but yeah, they're very impressive. Like I said, if Cansado was worth that much, I couldn't even imagine how much Matoma would be worth. Uh, and clearly, they're not missing these, quote-unquote, such important players. Every time, man. Every time. They miss the coach, we said they're going to suck. Then they, they are great. They sell another player, McAllister, you think they're going to suck. They sold someone else. Cansado. Okay, so, sorry, they think going to suck. Yeah. No, nothing happened. No. Every time they sell a player... They just keep getting better. I know, right? It's like it makes it makes them stronger. What does what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. There's, uh, but yeah, I think they're gonna. I, my hot take is maybe they'll end up in the top four this season. I really hope so, uh, for uh, the uh, people who live in Brighton and what is the other oh. city? And Hove, Brighton and Hove. Yes, yeah, very happy. Have you ever been to Brighton? 
No, I haven't. It's really dull. I'm sorry to say. People in Brighton are uh, really proud of him being. Polite. Yeah, apparently it's a, a coastal destination that it is, everyone. But the beach looks. It's so sad. It's no, but of, it's your typical English beach. Though. Yeah, when I was in London, everyone was like, "Oh, maybe we should go spend a weekend in." In, uh, in, in, Brighton. in Brighton. So I looked at the pictures and I'm like, I'm not going. I know it's, it's an very, hour away. It's but very I'm gray. It's super gray. Exactly. And like the, the sand doesn't Even look gray. Yeah, no, the whole thing is just gray. No. I'm really sorry, people who are, you know, from there. It's just... If you want to go to... The, like, it's even worse than Brooklyn beaches, than beaches in New York. The Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah. And the Jersey Shore. Like, the Jersey Shore, I think it's really bad, but it's better probably than Brighton. It's just... But it's less trashy. It's less That's trashy true. than the Jersey Shore. It's more chill. Or even the like the beaches in Brooklyn. But in they New do York. have a boardwalk type of thing, I think. Manchester United totting him 2-0. So happy that they lost. I am so happy. I mean, you know, as a City fan, obviously, you win and then oh, United you, loses. You're, you're, you're because of City fan. Me, it's because they fucked Amrabat and they has, still hasn't gotten him. That's why. I'm sorry. I feel like I keep bringing it constantly. You're getting a little annoying. I'm sorry. You're a little, you're a little needy with your Moroccan players. Like, we get it. Okay, okay. No, but no, but I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. Like, why would you get mounts? No, but but no, but this is so satisfying, right? Because they played that g- game against Wolves where they did not deserve to win, and they That's should true. have gotten that That's penalty, true. That's which was true. so unfair. Mm-hmm. And then now they play Tottenham, which people usually just don't have that much faith in Tottenham. Maybe this new coach. Ange I don't know their players over. anymore. Who are these players? Who are these new players? Right. No, but <laughs> Look, I, Richarlison is still there sucking though. That's true. I didn't know their players that well before, and now I don't know them even less. That's true. There's you still know Perisic. He wasn't playing, I think. He was playing. Oh, he was? Okay, I know. I, and, and Son and uh, the Son, goalie. Right. The, the goalie's in you as well. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. He's very good, though. He is. So, man, it was Man United so far in the, just two games. This is the start of the season. But based on two games, they suck. They, they had no play, no cohesion. They created a few it's chances, so kind bad. of just fumbled, Honestly, yeah. fumbled along. If, if we're talking about Liverpool's midfield is weak, oh my God. No, United midfield is so. Agree. Yeah, you're putting them next to... They make Spurs midfield look good. I know. It's ridiculous. I swear. That's why I'm like... They've been debating... Because their reasoning is... We're going to get a goalie. And then we're going to get this. And then we get... It's like... And De Gea was their main problem. That, that's what I think. De Gea is like just... They, they just hate him for no reason. Because he did save them like... They had one of the strongest... He was a bit of a scapegoat. Yeah, he was, could, he was could definitely say, a scapegoat. But, but the problem is is that... Okay, so Spurs, I think, had a good day. Uh, they're the players that you don't know, right? Busuma, Saar. Saar is the one who scored. Mm-hmm. And even Madison, especially in the second half, they worked pretty uh, well together. I'm not impressed by this Madison dude. I don't even know why they bought him. Fine. It's okay, just like the just, British... You hate English players, except maybe Bellingham. No, I don't hate Saka. I don't. I think he's amazing. I don't hate Bellingham. I just think some English, some okay, English players okay. are overrated. Sure, sure. Mount, let's just be honest. <laughs> I mean, he was better, but still awful. I can't take him seriously. So with died here. Especially in the second half. Oh no, sorry. Manchester United. They need to stop with that. Half their team is like. Yeah, but like, okay, I, I get bleached, but that color orange kind no, of. No, it's because like, it's fading. Because his natural hair, he's he's brunette. He's darker. Okay, that's just that's look. Uh, nice. yeah, but so. Luke Shaw, I think, is one of the better players. For sure, Luke Shaw is consistent. Really, he's always he's good. English. That's why so. I think. That's why I think that uh, I, I like when uh, what's his name the the the, the coach always picks him ten because hat. I t- no not ten Southgate Southgate because yes. Luke Shaw is very good. So. I feel so bad. I watched this compilation of videos, uh, like this compilation of all the uh, the the fuck ups that uh, Harry Maguire oh, did. God. They're so bad, Francesca. They're really bad. You should watch it. I felt so bad for him. 
I thought he was a great defender, but anyways. Oh, no. Maybe he's oh, unlucky, no. too. Oh, no. But anyway, Luke Shaw, highlight of the team. Onana was impressive, I think, especially really good. in, in, mm-hmm, in the first mm-hmm. half. Again, again, please, someone... I... I don't think I'll ever get tired of shitting on Anthony. I don't know why. So bad. I'm so sorry, but Garnacho is young, so and I, yeah, exactly. and I think he has potential. Mm-hmm. But Anthony, he's, he's not young anymore. He's, yeah, he's not young anymore, and he does a lot of these like ballerina spins. He keeps trying to spin, 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 and like pass into the middle. But he's just he's so he has a bit of speed. I think that's a little bit of his yeah, edge. But, I'm sorry. but he just loves to dribble into in the middle and get nowhere. He doesn't dribble basically. Nowhere. Defenders always stop so him. So basically that right-hand side is so bad for I United. Know, that's true. I agree. One Bissaka is decent defensively, but I when think it, he's really good yeah, defensively. But when yeah. it comes to linking up with Anthony and and you know attacking on the right-hand side, just really bad. I don't know. I they I, they, they basically can't rely on Anthony. So Garnacho is super young, and you can see that he was not good in the game. And Anthony is really bad. Uh, was number ten? He's he was good. What's his name? Uh, Rashford. Rashford. Rashford is good. I just think that he, Rashford can't do shit when no, he has those two. Exactly. Those no, but he also the thing is that the Ten Hag plays him in different positions sometimes, mm-hmm, and I it's agree. not natural for yeah, him. Yeah. And it's not Rashford's fault. He really tried a lot. He tracks I, I think back he's talented. I think yeah, he's super yeah. he talented. He tracks back a lot. He does a lot of things. If you want to compare, he's so much better than Mount. Oh, like 100%. so much better than Oh my than Mount. god, no comparison. No, like I don't understand. Mark Mount and Kai Havers, I still don't see the impact in their new team. This is the problem. Chelsea are such good salesmen. They manage to sell them. They market their players yeah, like so look at this bright they, shiny product. Look, they 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 gave or they made Ziyech and Lukaku look so bad, and I don't even think that they're as bad as Kai Havertz and Mount. I think they were Kai Havertz and Mount. But don't, wouldn't you think that they would want to like pump up all their players so they make money across the board? Not Ziyech and Lukaku. <laughs> what, what do you call them? the unwanted ones? Maybe they're a bit racist. Anyway, uh, yeah, and again, uh, speaking of another sucky player on the other side, Richarlison, uh, he doesn't add anything. He doesn't come through with any of the finishes. He's just so terrible. I think the Spurs team does have potential now with Ange as the coach because I can't say his last name, so I'm just going to go with Ange. Uh, but uh, Richarlison, um, consistently sucking. I think I found our conclusion. Our conclusion is that there is a list of Brazilian players that suck and shouldn't be called. Rafinha, Richarlison, Anthony. That's true. But an, but Anthony and Richarlison R- R- consistently get called. Rafinha was not called. So yes, that's I think true. that's no, a no, very that's good fair, decision. That's fair. But when you have Martinelli and you have Vinicius Jr. You have and all Rodrigo. These, Rodrigo. You have all these amazing players. Why the fuck are you... That's what I'm saying. Neymar is good. I think people forget how talented Neymar is. Neymar is one of the best Brazilian players people in history. People don't forget how talented he is though. It's just that... He's gone through a lot, and there's a he's lot. Just of a lazy that, bum. He's right. just a lazy bum. He likes to party and probably. He's drink. a bit strange. Yes, he's a bit strange, but he's one of the most talented players in Brazilian history. So I think just when you look at Richarlison and Anthony and all these players, you're like, what the fuck is happening to Brazil? Anyway, United, I'm not impressed so far at all. They've won one of their last ten Premier League games in London. So it they- must be nice to be a City fan. I know, it was a good day. A same day, good day for you. It was a good day. Uh, And they haven't had a clean sheet in 12 games in London. So they have a horrible record in London. It just goes to show again that Ten Hag does not have a good record when it comes to top teams, top flight teams. Mm -hmm, And it happens mm -hmm. to be that a lot of teams in London are top flight teams. I'm actually happy about this result. Uh, Good for them. Tottenham seems to be, maybe they're going to get their shit together after all. 
without Kane. How ironic! With, I know, right? No, what if they they win their first title without this Kane? Year without Kane, oh, and Bayern Kane. loses the title. Oh, but Bayern, I have no, no faith no, in them. No, no, but they have some comp. Bayern has some competition this year. I don't have any faith in them. I don't think they're gonna win the title this year. I really hope right. Borussia Dortmund wins it. Or because Leverkusen, Xabi Alonso is doing a good job there. They won four he, one or four zero, and they're so excited. Right, and Leipzig, I think, is always a, a contender. So honestly, yeah, Bayern, and I think Tuchel's a little out of his depth right now. I don't know what he's doing. But Kane does solve a lot of their problems. That, the, their their work. bad karma, uh, their bad uh, Julian Nagelsmann's karma will stay with them for I a know, couple he's of years. The, he's going to haunt them. <laughs> for a couple of years at least. For a while, exactly. Until he finds his next job at mm-hmm. least. Transfer news. Yes, biggest one. Wait, I want to I say one, one thing first. So I think the plan from Saudi Arabia is to... Uh, suggest to UEFA for them to participate in the Champions League the, the top four teams because that's the whole goal right why would you build amazing teams and not be able to participate in the Champions but League but how could you how could you justify the fact that they're not geographically there uh, dude Israel was able to, to, to do but it but that's so. at least there's a land connection yeah but I think I think, I think that's their plan if okay they, interesting theory if they agree to it which I don't think they will agree I'm pretty sure I, I will win so <laughs> this is certainty right but well, well. Speaking of Al Hilal, let's talk about the two biggest profile players who just joined Al Hilal. Let's start with Neymar. Okay, two-year contract salary could be potentially up to four hundred million dollars total until twenty twenty-five, based on you know add-ons, commercial deals. He says he still wants to go to Barcelona afterwards. We'll see if that happens. Shut the fuck up. Maybe, maybe if he has two brilliant years at Al Hilal and shines. But, but that's possible. to your point, we have to wait to see if any of them is going to come back, back here. Right, because that will be interesting to see the couple like Nevis and stuff, the, the younger ones, to see if they have a potential after Saudi Arabia. Because you were always saying how, oh, that's kind of just like, you know, you go there to die or to retire. To right? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But I don't think that's the case anymore. Right. And I mean, it is, it is getting more competitive. So perhaps, you know, European teams and whatever, they would think, no, it's actually not a downgrade if you go to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. because you still played in a competitive league. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This Neymar thing though, so he apparently got a, like a bunch of goodies. Like he got all these fancy cars. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. in a 25 room mansion. A- exactly, yeah. With a driver, with a chauffeur. I thought all of them. And you chauffeur. saw like they had, the, if he, every game he wins, he gets an extra 50K. Oh, I didn't know and, that. Or 80K. And every post about Saudi, 500K. It's very Neymar. These reports about him, like doesn't it just like fit? <laughs> like the 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 fancy cars and yeah, the, no, that's the what mansion. I'm saying. It, like it like it, it basically you know fits his profile. I feel like that's Good what for he, him, man. Into, I, he looks happy. It was this whole big. You Wouldn't know, you be happy if you millions and millions of dollars? Of course, I, of course, I would be. Uh, and then the other player is you know another Moroccan. So why don't you? Yassine Bono joins Al Hilal in Saudi for a package worth 21 million euros from Sevilla. So Sevilla would receive the 21 million, to be clear. He was already unveiled as a player, and they give him a nice celebration. I think they're very happy about him, literally, because they like he would like he came into the stadium and they played the Moroccan this Moroccan song that they about like how Morocco did so well in the World Cup, blah blah blah. And so part of the Moroccan song is uh, Bono has a nice smile. Oh. And so yeah, and everyone's like, oh, obviously he has a nice smile. So he was very happy. He like spoke Arabic with them. Like it's kind of like the first actual player that speaks Arabic, like the first Arab player, right? Oh, okay. Right, if you think about it. There's no one, no other Arab player that joined from Europe recently in all this crazy exodus of... Uh, exodus of uh, really? Of, That's interesting. Yeah, Kenny Mazima doesn't speak a word of Arabic, right? Ah, uh, okay. Right? Like, all, a lot of them are Muslim, but they don't speak Arabic yeah. or are, are, are Arab. So his salary yeah, is supposedly between... Yeah, I guess? 
I thought Mar no, he speaks French. He speaks French, so barely any Arabic. So this okay. one's like a, a true, uh, I don't want to call him a true Arab, but he comes from Arab uh, country. So salary is between 10 to 15 million. He seems very happy about his decision. So he is, he was, I think he was a bit disappointed because he really wanted to go to Bayern or Real Madrid, but it didn't work out for him. So it's going to be a tricky situation though, because Al-Hilal's current uh, goalies are the Saudi national team goalies. So yeah. he might not even be the first goalie? No, he's going to be the first goalie probably. Or else, they, oh. why would they pay 21 million for him not to be the first goalie? So that, that would be ridiculous. But the problem is, one of them has to go on loan. So one of the goalies actually played in the World Cup of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Forgot his name. So I think there's already a report that one of the goalies has to be loaned out to another team. So it's going to be tricky. That's why, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't understand why Al-Hilal brought him. Because I didn't think that their goalie sucked that much. But... It's, it's, I think it's a high-profile kind of uh, deal. They wanted to get Ederson or, or Bono, so they got Bono, so that's fine. Good for him, though. Yeah. I'm really happy for him. 10 and 15 million for a player for a player that came from the Moroccan League, to be exact. He came from Widad. This is a massive deal, and it doesn't happen a lot. It's kind of like Salah. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for him. I wish he would have stayed in Europe and played for, a, like, a top team still. But yeah. if he's happy, then, it, then you know... Yeah, it's I don't want to go again. Oh, why there's so many teams could need him? Why, why Cape has better and all that shit? But in any case, he's gonna have a lot of competition, right? Because he, the top four teams are amazing. Another Al Hilal, Mitrovic, right? right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Mitrovic joins Al Hilal for 50 million pounds from, as I call it, Fulham. Fulham. Yes. Fulham. So, so far, Al Hilal is probably the best team, but they already were though. Yeah, they already were, and now they're even better. But we'll see. Yes. We'll I mean, Al-Nasser lost yesterday. They, keep, they lost first their first two games. You know, I like it when Cristiano Ronaldo's team loses. That's okay. You're a Messi fan. It's yeah. okay to admit I love that. it. I love it. Uh, so and Messi keeps winning. So Messi. That's true. Yes. Congratulations, Messi, for winning your 44th trophy, by the way. <laughs> the real GOAT. He just keeps on winning. So, uh, Ziyech to Galatasaray. 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 It's a loan, but it's obligation to buy. So, basically, that's that's it. He's, mm -hmm, he's gone. Mm -hmm. He's gone from Chelsea. Um I'd just like to point out that um, his introduction, his revealing was crazy, very no? interesting. Yes, he was at the COP and during, after the game, they like he was... But it's a very Ziyech thing, right? He was wearing his glasses and no, everything. He, it just and like looks, doing this, like trying... He's so strange. He's so, no, but he's like very proud and happy. I haven't seen him like that happy outside of he the Moroccan bit, team. He is a bit weird though. He's, he's a bit weird, but like he was like very cocky, right? You see like how... Yeah, how, no, 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 he is. I mean, he's going to be the superstar there, right? But they already got Icardi. You remember Icardi? He was at PSG. Okay. And they got Zava or Zaha, whatever his name is. Okay. No, but from I think, uh, Crystal Palace or something. I so do, they, no, but Ziyech is still the superstar out of these. But I'm saying the three, the front, they have really good players. Okay. Well, I'm happy for him. Obama Young posted this morning free, free, free Hakim. <laughs> so funny. So, I think Obama Young is probably a, a fun, a fun character. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be good friends with him. Why? He's like fun, but you don't want him as your friend because he's not reliable. He's a bit of a dick, you know. How do you know he's not reliable? Why are you making... You, Just look at his track record. He's not reliable with teams, maybe not with human no, beings. No, but it, he has personal issues with people. With the oh, managers. He does? With, yeah, with the players? No, I don't think he has. No, I'm like, come on. With everyone. This is, this look, is like I think it's just because Hakim Ziyech, Obama Young, and Lukaku, they all have great personalities. They have like strong personalities to be like. That's why they, like, they're not subdued, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But good for him. He seems he seems very happy. I haven't seen him s smile since. Like, anyways, Ch Chelsea fucks up players. Yeah. Let's move on. 
So if just a few injuries again. Reese James injured again. I don't know why Chelsea gave him the captaincy. I think it's kind of stupid to give it to someone who's that injury prone. Yeah. I mean, if you're just gonna be out again, like you might as well change the first captain. That's true. That's true. Uh, like he, uh, what? When was the last time he had another, a full complete season? An, another overrated the English player. Oh my god, it's so bad. Please just let Lauren yeah. James takes his place. Like this is so stupid. Yeah, but it, it, the problem is the way uh, the the Chelsea fans hype him up. Oh my that's god, that's crazy. So, no, no, no. But the Chelsea fans they hype up any homegrown Chelsea player. True. True. So the way they talked about Mount, it's like he's... That's true, that's true. I don't know, second coming, you know, like it's just insane. Like the way... I don't think a lot of the other clubs do it as much as Chelsea does. I, I feel honestly, the more I think about this, the more I get so upset that Mahrez had to leave. Mahrez is one of the most talented players and he should have stayed at City. Mahrez is better than a lot of these players. Actually, I don't think City was trying to push him out. I think it was partially he wanted to leave. That's then the thing. Why did no other team jump to get him? He's so know. good. Like, I would get him instead of Mount every day. I would get him instead of eh, Kai Havertz. different position, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Araujo, also out four to six weeks from a hamstring injury. Joining the long list of people with injuries, it seems, from yeah. the start of the season. So, I don't know. I feel like Barcelona's in a bit of a trouble. Maybe that's why they desperately need Cancelo to come. Because in the back four... I mean, at the end of the day, Barcelona's not... It, Barcelona is only a contender for La Liga and what is it called? The Not even La Liga, maybe just for Copa del Rey. There's no way they win anything in Europe. So I think it's another dead year for them, probably. Well, that's very optimistic of you. Very optimistic, <laughs> but it, um, it is what it I'm is. I'm not sure, but I'm sorry. But Madrid does look quite formidable. Way better, yeah. And if they keep improving, yeah, Barcelona's... Sure. And again, Barcelona always... They all... They, get this massive strain just against Madrid. That's true. <laughs> they suck against Getafe and then against Madrid, let's go for goals. Yeah, no, that's true. But I think the room for improvement is bigger at Madrid. Oh, for sure. The it's potential better, is bigger better. there. Even the quality of players. Yeah, so right? I'm not sure about... Anyway, uh, and finally, what I thought was interesting, uh, Napoli's previous coach, Spalletti, mm-hmm. appointed as new Italian head coach, replacing Mancini, who surprisingly quit recently. But... This is not surprising because Italy's international uh, record recently has been really bad. But he quit. He wasn't pushed out. No, no, I understand. Well, but they, may, they the... maybe need someone else because haven't qualified for the World Cup maybe twice in a row, no? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're like barely they, doing they, anything. They, they won the Euros. Yeah, but like World Cup. <laughs> I don't understand, but... I mean, considering uh, Italy's record, yeah, they're, yeah, they should be consistently extremely good. Right, yeah, they haven't been great. Maybe it's also because their players are not amazing. They yeah, haven't the, been it, it, recently. I ha- you haven't really seen. A yeah, we never of, talk. We never talk about. Oh, Tonali's oh, good though. Tonali, that's true. We never talk about like an Italian player. That's true. There's not that many of them. Giorgino. Yeah, but he sucks, right? No, I mean, I mean like we don't we don't talk about any amazing. And also, I think they say in Italy, a lot of them. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe because we don't watch the. But anyway, yeah. So that's I guess uh, maybe that's why he was. That's why he wanted to leave Napoli because this was in the works. We hoped you enjoyed this episode of When Football Met Soccer. If you did, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.